salespeople. My name's Paige and I work at Kite where we've built a self-learning assistant for sales teams. In this series, we will be uncovering powerful sales techniques through speaking with professionals who've excelled in the field. In this episode, our host Joseph Fung is speaking with Danny Garcia, a senior account executive at SalesLoft. SalesLoft is a sales engagement platform that helps sales teams set and execute on a cadence of phone, email, and social communications to help reps close more deals. In this episode, they discuss motivating sales reps, selling to salespeople, and how to stand out in inside sales. So Danny, uh, great to meet. Thanks for, for joining us on the, on the call today. Would love to just hear your, a bit of your background. Tell us a bit about yourself. What's your journey? Yeah, so Joseph, I'm excited to be here as well. I appreciate the invitation to, to have this conversation with you all today. A little bit about myself. Um, I'm 27 years old, live here in Atlanta, and been in sales for about, on the better part of five years now. Started off as a uh, full cycle rep at an advertising firm here out of Atlanta. And from there, started getting into software sales and started my journey as becoming an SDR at a startup here in the Atlantic Tech Village. And then moved my way up through the ranks from an SDR to a team lead to an account executive. And ever since then, just been on this journey of selling to salespeople for the last uh, two and a half years now. So, so we met over a Harry Potter prospecting email that was just <laughs> just pure gold. How do you do your prospecting? How do you use social media or other tools to identify them? I, I always start off from the account level, finding a company that I can actually target and where I feel like I can connect. Uh, from there, I start digging down into who are the high-level people that I want to connect with as well. And, and it's, it's just using social media to learn about their behaviors and also their interests. So you know, I, I'm a true believer that sales is just the transfer of your belief from one person to another. And so it's just, how can I have that connection with somebody? And, and in that particular email, my connection with that person was through Harry Potter. <laughs> it's all about being relevant, something that grabs somebody's attention. And then from there, it's just being able that use that opportunity to then talk about a business conversation, then talk about what you can solve for that person. So I use that as social as my way of getting in the door and getting them just to give me an opportunity to you know hear my voice and like have a conversation with me first, and then the rest will take care of itself. Is what I found out in my career. That's fantastic. Now, when you talk about getting to know people, you know, kind of their you know, their interests or their hobbies or their habits, mm-hmm. how do you determine, like, how do you draw the line about how, how much to personalize something when you're taking a social selling approach? Yeah, so it's you don't want to get too much details, right? So that's when it can say from personalized to creepy uh, <laughs> is what can end up happening. But really, I, I look at things like what they talk about on social media. So Twitter is a great example. Twitter is it's a way for people to have a concise thought and, and post it online. You start to get a feel as to how they operate, how they think, how they write. And it allows me to understand how I should actually communicate with that person, whether it's casual because that's how they are or whether it's just a little bit more buttoned up. So we got to see how impactful it was with the, the customer, but was that was it recognized internally as well? I'm actually pretty fortunate here at SalesLoft. The minute that I got that reply, my CEO was walking to the sales floor. He was walking behind me when I got the email and I was like, 
oh my gosh, it worked. And, uh, <laughs> and, he, and, he go, and he looked over my shoulder and he goes, forward me that email right now. And it was one of those things that he forwarded it to the entire company, forwarded it to the entire sales team. And he goes, this is how I want the entire team to, to prospect. And he posted it on LinkedIn as well. So I got a lot of traction on there. I, I had more job offers and connection requests than I've had my entire sales career <laughs> after that, that snippet got put into LinkedIn. So it, it was definitely recognized internally here at Sales Loft. What would you consider the most creative thing you've done to, to connect to the prospect? <laughs> there's there's a couple that stand out. One of the most recent ones was last summer. I, I was working an opportunity and they were actually in a trade show here in Atlanta and in the Georgia World Congress Center. And it's a pretty secure area. And I, I, I was not part of that conference. It's not our industry conference at all. But I, I basically told my boss, I was like, I'm going to find a way to get inside of the Georgia World Conference Center <laughs> and uh, deliver donuts with a handwritten letter. And I literally just played the part, put my suit on and everything and walked in there, no badge, nothing. And I walked straight up to the booth of that prospect and I dropped off uh, donuts, uh, two dozen donuts for the entire team with the handwritten note. They had no idea that I was going to be there at all. And I got connected with like three other sales directors that I had not met in the sales process yet. So it was a great opportunity. They were completely shocked. And then, then, then I was like, listen, as much as I want to stick here and have a conversation with you, I see security coming at me right now, so I got to leave. And so I, I literally had to run out of the, the Georgia World Conference Center and then and head home. But uh, th recently, that's probably the boldest thing that I've had to do. So you, you talked about uh, you know taking that top-down approach, identifying account, the people in it. Is there a connection? You know, what would be what would be some of the methods that you use to find those accounts or, or to find those sales opportunities? Path of least resistance, in my opinion, um, I, it's one of those things. If I have a mutual connection, if I have an in at the organization that I can leverage, that's going to be my go-to. Whether it's somebody that I know very well, that knows somebody very well in the in the team that can make a connection, whether I've sold to them in the past or just have met them in a trade show, whatever it might be, a referral or reference like that, it always goes a long way. But other than that, there's nothing else that I have in common with them. It's just really finding the person that I can you know, just based off of a social profile that I feel like I can connect with the most and, and start my way there. And usually they'll start pointing me in the right direction of who I should be talking to. And again, it's just what me mapping and connecting the dots together. This approach is clearly working for you. It's making an impact. Is this just you or does your whole team prospect like this? Our entire team prospects like this, actually. It's a uh, I work with a ton of A players. So we all take a very personalized approach. All of us are just very intentional with, with the way we communicate with people. We're always sharing best practices. We always take this approach of like, how can we improve their life? How can we help them out? I feel like the entire team has kind of adopted that type of mindset. Can you tell us a little bit more about that team? You talked about kind of the floor, the CEO likes walking among you. You talked about hearing people on the phone. You know, is it, yeah. is it loud? Is it stressful? What's, what's that like on the floor? Yeah, no, I mean it's you know sales. It's if if you're not stressed out, you're not you're not doing the job right. I, in my opinion, I'm a big proponent of applying pressure on myself. I perform best under pressure, um, but our environment is is pretty awesome. Um, you know, we're always cutting back. You know, cutting up with each other. We joke around a lot, but we also take our job very seriously. The floor is pretty loud, especially in the like 
after we do standups in the morning, we're all on calls, whether we're making cold calls or on demos ourselves. And we're all very energetic. We're all very, you know, expressive personalities. We're, I mean, we're salespeople selling to salespeople. So we have to have that energy and we have to bring it on every single phone call. So uh, it, it's pretty cool to walk into the floor and it, it's essentially like a buzz that you feel whenever you're like, oh yeah, this is a sales floor. We would thrive under that. That's, that's what we really go for. No, I mean, you talked about how you know your salespeople, you're selling to salespeople. That that means that the bar is really, really high. How do you guys handle uh, you know objections and what comes up? Because I imagine they they really force you to bring an A game to the table. Yeah, um, I I always sometimes I call it out too. It's like, listen, I know you're in sales, I'm in sales, and I'm selling to salespeople. So it's almost setting that level, that expectation of I know that you are looking to see how I perform. But yeah, you're right. You have to bring it at every single phone call. So for me, handling objections is having a better understanding as to why they're asking the question. Why is this something a concern? Why is this something that they're bringing up? And then really digging down to the root of the question. You know. Has this happened to you before? Um, have you been burned in the past? Have you experienced this issue before? So to me, it's, it's if an objection is just another way of, of having a deeper understanding of what somebody's concerns are. And then from there, so you can really get down to the root, it's probably something else that's happened in the past. And they're just trying to confirm that it's not going to happen again. And they're just looking for that that reassurance, right? And what about handling uh you know, kind of like the rejections. I mean, in a, in a group, an open floor, a pit like that, you know, if you have one person who's got a couple of bad sales calls and it gets them down, that could bring the whole team down. How do, how do you guys stay motivated and how do you help each other get through that? The great part is that we've all been there, right? It, it takes three no's to get a yes. I, that was told that in my first job. So my mindset is that if you get a no, just know that you only got two more until your next yes. So <laughs> it's a last half mindset. It's not looking at it in a bad way. It's just looking at the positives out of it. It's just one step closer to the outcome that I am looking for. That's great. I, I love the the perspective. I love the energy. I mean, you're you're one of the more experienced reps. You've done the SDR, the AE thing. You're you're on the team. Do you find yourself helping new reps get ramped up? Yeah, find myself doing that more often than I should sometimes. I'm a team lead here at Sales Loft, so it's one of those things that I find pride in. I enjoy helping the new reps get up and up and coming on the on the team. I help them out on terms of new technology, things like that, and also just the overall sales process. So it is part of kind of my my day to day job, but. I've been doing this ever since I started here. It's just kind of uh, something that I've I've always done naturally on my own. So is that uh, kind of more things like coaching them on their demos or helping them with technical problems? What, what would be some examples of ways that you're helping out some of the newer reps? Yeah, so we're a high growth team right now. So a lot of the times we're really focused on you know additional new hires. So if my manager is out on an interview or something like that, I will take a call if I if I have the time available with one of our new reps and you know and for the first couple of calls that I can help. You know if there's a question that they can't answer, I, I can chime in or be that voice to help coach them through that or just walk up to my desk and ask me whatever question they need answer to. So how do you how do you balance that? Because I mean, you've got your own quota, you've got your own sales you need to do. You have to know where you're at currently. So I'm a big planner. I'm always three steps ahead of my pipeline. I know what I need to be doing every day. So I plan in advance. So the night before, before I go to bed, I know what my day is going to look like. I know if I need to get up an hour earlier and get my notes ready for my calls. That way, if I know if I hop into another meeting or something like that, I just at least know my schedule and what it looks like. So that that's the way that I can balance everything is just getting ahead of my own day and making sure, making sure that I'm set up for success. 
What about your own coaching? Are there any you know specific leaders that left like a real lasting impression on you? Katie Ivy was my uh, one of my original sales managers. My previous job at Insight Pool. She is now the director of sales at Marketo. She's an incredible sales leader. Her just tenacity and just how much energy she brings to the table is something that I, I really just value that a lot. I mean, also Derek Grant, our VP of Sales. His mindset and the way that he leads a team, it's a very team over self. I'm, I'm not doing him justice by the way that I explain <laughs> that. He uh, he will do anything for the team. And that's something that I try and replicate on my end is just being able to you know take the approach of team over self. I've, I've found out in my life that if I put other people ahead of my own goals and things like that, it usually lifts me up as well at the same time. So it's like knocking out two birds with one stone. It sounds like you've got your, your whole leadership team there on site with you. You get to spend time with them on a, on a daily or a weekly basis. I'm always asking our CEO for advice. You know what? He's always walking around in, in the office. So we're in a type of environment that we can ask a question whenever we need to. We, we, we want to loop in him on deals if we can. Um, you know, it's anybody that is around for, at the grasp of your fingertips for ask for advice. So um, I'm under the opinion that I can't get everything done on my own. So it's always about who can I loop in as a sales rep. You should be a quarterback. Essentially it's, you don't have all the answers, but I can loop in all the right people. Right. So, so, I mean, I, I think people are used to the idea of bringing in a product expert, maybe to help with the demos or a technical solution, or maybe somebody from security to, to handle the, you know, the hard like SOC 2 questions. Uh, <laughs> but you talked about looping in the CEO. How do you, how do you leverage him in a deal? It's a good question. So, uh, looping in the CEO and leveraging uh, a Kyle is it's it's one of those things you have to prepare them for what your goal is. So, it's one of those things you when you when you want to loop in somebody like that in, you have to have an end goal in mind. What what am I trying to get done by looping in somebody like this? Perfect example is if I'm working an account or working a deal, and I'm trying to get to somebody at the very top. If I can see that. My CEO is connected to somebody in that organization or has a couple mutual connections. I'm going to definitely leverage that. And so it's equipping them with really simple, high level uh, business value. You know, what have we talked about? What are the issues that they're having? What are we solving for? And what's the impact behind it? Super simple, but very, very value driven approach. So that, that way, when he goes in and has that conversation and reaches out to his network, because now he's asking for a favor. It's not having to go back and forth. So make sure you give everything and button up everything whenever you're looping in other individuals into the conversation. So you're giving them that kind of punch list of key messages. Are you going so far as crafting emails for them or is it letting them put that out and, and leverage their network how they feel best? I, I would definitely allow them to, to leverage their network however they feel best because they have that connection. I don't want to tell them how they should communicate it, but I definitely want them to know, be well equipped with what they should know and what they should be able to tell them whenever they do reach out and or have that conversation. That's a that's a tough line to walk, but it sounds like uh, you know one that's that's working out well for you. It is a tough line to walk, but it it all comes with practice, right? You don't get it right the first time, but you know you just keep. You know, poking at it and keep attempting, and, and sooner or later you'll you'll get the rhythm of it. So you you shared some some great comments with us, some great insights, um, and you talked about you know coaching others or helping others. How how do you and how does your team go about sharing these tips or these best practices? Like how do you how do you make sure that others get to learn from what's working for you? 
We, we use Slack pretty religiously over here. We have our own closer sales channel. No managers are allowed on that channel. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it's a good area for us to ask questions and really get the advice from others. Also, just going to the person to the left or to the right or whoever's behind you. Or just lean back on your chair and say, guys, I'm, I'm in a pickle. What would you do here? And who's ever not on a call or you see people take off their headphones like, what'd you say? And then we, it's, it's kind of like a, a brainstorming session that everybody gets involved in. We, we all have that like, oh, let me help. Let me, let me jump in real quick. So um, we, we've all got good advice and things to say. So it, it's pretty funny how it all happens. Like one person <laughs> says something and then next thing you know, it's, it turns into a nice like 20 minute brainstorming session with about five people. And then just like helping you craft an email. It's like, no, 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 say this, say this. And somebody <laughs> grab your computer. It's like, no, let me, let me do this. Like it's, we, we all take a pretty hands-on approach about it. Very often, our audience is looking for really great suggestions on, on how they can scale their sales team most effectively. Um, you're right in the thick of it. You know, is there any, any feedback or any suggestions that you have for those to, to kind of grow your team, keep reps engaged, and keep them learning from each other? One of the biggest suggestions that I've ever had is celebrate your wins, but also dig deep into your losses. As a team, we're very open about the deals that we win. But also the ones that we lose, we're pretty we're pretty vocal about those as well, and we can we're not afraid to dig into them. Say what we may have done wrong, or things that we wish we would have done better, or things that you know caught us you know off guard. So it's what can I learn from this deal that I that I can apply to the next one to make sure that doesn't happen again. And if it does, shame on me. But at least if I if I see it coming again, I, at least I get that instinct of I've been here before or I've heard this before. Now I know what I should be saying, or I'm much more prepared for it than going to be caught on my heels. So, so I mean, as, as groups are growing, it's always around talent attraction. You dropped that comment earlier. You know, you've had a ton of offers and a ton of invitations. And if you talk to sales leaders about what re- motivates reps, and you know, often they'll jump back to the, the kind of old platitude that it's all about the money. You know, it's all about the paycheck. But if we reach beyond that and we think about, you know, kind of the culture and the dynamics and the things that gets one excited, you know, you're clearly killing it. You're just, you know, hitting the right prospect and you're hitting the cadence. What are the things that motivate a high performing rep like you? Honestly, um, it sounds kind of cliche, but it, it's definitely my team. Um, I, I am extremely motivated by the people that I work with. I get thrilled seeing our team perform. When it gets to that crunch time, end of month, end of quarter, there's like a switch that comes on to the sales team. That's just that kind of eye of the tiger that you see in everybody's face. And it's some, it, it's cool to watch. It's like when you take a step back and you get to see the team just kind of do what they do best, that is what keeps me coming in the next day. And the next day after that is because it's that moment, it's that feeling, that, that thrill of like when you just back-to-back deals coming in, that's just something that you can't replace. To me, it's just contagious. We've had some great time. We've heard some, some great insights. I've got one, one last question for you before we wrap up. Um, we learned a bit about your journey, what you're working on. Uh, would love to hear, you know, what's next? What's the next big thing for you? And what are you, what are you working on? Where are we going to see you? I'm definitely going to uh, keep at it as a, as a rep. One of the things that I am working on is being much more of a coach mentality. So I, I definitely want to continue my growth in terms of being a, a leader at the team, maybe go into sales management. But for now, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying the, the life of an individual contributor and, and the things that I'm doing right now. 
Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. There's been, you've dropped some amazing recommendations here and learning a little bit more about uh, kind of your journey as you know, the guy behind that fantastic email has been a really, really good time. So thanks for spending the time with us and, and with our audience. I appreciate it. I don't know. Thanks for having me, Joseph. I really enjoyed it. This is great. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Sales Leader Spotlight. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, check out www.kite.ai slash podcast or send us an email at info at kite.ai. Join us next week when we discuss leveraging sales as a service with Gary Swart from Polaris Partners. Thank you.